Hello and welcome. You are listening to Soul Care with Angie Fatal, and I have my first guest today. Her name is Tamia Miller. You might know her from things like advocacy, mental health, being a good friend, and a great photographer. So you should check her out on her Instagram. Do you have anything you want to plug, Tamia? <laughs> no. <laughs> Say hi, Tamia. Hi, how are you guys today? So the main reason I wanted to talk to Tamia, there's quite a few reasons. She's an incredible person, and she is one of the best friends of my daughter, Brennan. But we had a... No, I wouldn't say an experience together, but there was an experience that she had that then created a way for us to get at that experience. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. <clears throat> Actually, I'm going to let Tamia tell you what it is. But first, I want to say it involves something called reversed racism. And I want to say that that is not a thing. And it doesn't matter how much white people, and I am a white person, want to make it a thing, it is not a thing. And if you don't know what reverse racism is, that's okay. That's probably good. (laughs) (laughs) Then you don't believe in it. Um, The reason it's not a thing is racism and... Prejudiced are two prejudice are two different things. Prejudice anybody can be. You can be prejudiced if you are a white person against poor white people. You can be prejudiced against pretty much anybody. You can be a person of color and be prejudiced. You can be anybody and have prejudice and or judgments. And, but the thing is with racism, racism takes a power structure and the power structure of colonialism and white power that have existed, I can only speak from living in the United States, but it takes a power structure to make racism. It takes one power exerting power generationally over another which is black and brown people. So in order for racism to be a thing, you have to have a benefit. And white people have benefited from racism and black people have not. So that is my definition. Tamia, as a brown woman, do you have, would you edit it at all or? No, it sounds just about right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's complicated because I did a little bit of reading and I think, it's not complicated, but people have made it complicated mm-hmm. by making... What if situations... Yeah. And... Or also, like, making prejudice the same as racism, mm-hmm. and they're not. And when you separate the two, you realize that they're not the same thing, and they never were. So, But that brings me to our story, and I would like... To Mia to tell you, because it happened in her school and it happened to her personally. So to me, if you can tell me, you don't have to get into details, but whatever you're comfortable with sharing about what happened in the classroom. So... You don't have to give names. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
pretty sure they would know <laughs> who complained about it now. Mm-hmm. That time's fast. So it was my sophomore year of high school, rising senior now. So about <laughs> two years ago, and it was in my history class. This teacher had already given me like bad vibes. So by the end of the year, I would say I miss at least a third to a half of his class looking back at my absences I did get an eight though that was not not stopping me from my GPA but yeah it definitely was a tough situation but pretty much it boiled to, down to him that he believed in reverse racism and he and through the next couple of weeks he tried to like prove to me that it was real and that my experiences were unvalid um the day it happened, I just walked into the classroom, and I was late, of course, because, like, don't want to be there. If I can't skip the class, I'm not going to be there the full period. Um, and him and my fellow peers were talking about, like, racism and reverse racism, and a student asked him if it was real, and he said yes. And being in history class, it definitely brought up some red flags. I mean, it was just definitely wrong. Yeah. But yes. it definitely brought up some red flags. Like, it was U.S. history, too. So it's like... Which is a lot well, of racism. Exactly. So it was just like, oh. And another student was arguing with him that it wasn't real. And then I sat down in my seat because I was like, I already know this is not going to like gonna sway the way I want it to sway. But I, And this was the time I started my like activism journey, I guess you could say. So I definitely wasn't as confident as I am now, mm-hmm. but I definitely asked him, like, how is it real? Because racism is systematic. And then he went onto Google and, like, typed out the thing and found his own little definition. Because if you type up, type up racism right now, yeah. it says systematically, but, like, he found an article yeah. that said it wasn't. And Also, was, you like, can type in reverse racism and somebody will tell you it's real. Exactly. So it was <laughs> just definitely... Him twisting the truth for his benefit. Again, racism, that's systematic in itself, especially being in a school where it's like a teacher-student dynamic. Um, Yeah, he used his power. Exactly. And I did go, me and my mom did make a complaint, and still nothing was really done because they wanted us to take our time out of our lives and go to the district and make a complaint Mm. and all that. Which means your mom has to take time off work. Exactly. You have to take time off school. Exactly. Which, again, is a form of systematic racism. Exactly. And it became very, very um, difficult for me because I, like, love to learn and I love to be, like, I do like to go to school. Like, it's just, like, very, it gives me something to do. It's very interesting to me. I flourish at it. So him taking apart taking away my safety at mm-hmm. school was yep. definitely, like, very hard for me. Yeah. And it was especially weird because he wasn't necessarily mean to me. It was more like a token type of thing. Like, he enjoyed arguing with me because it gave him a sense of, like... More power as a white yeah, man? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And so if there was, like, a question in class about race or gender or sexuality, I would always be looked at, and it's mm-hmm. not my job to educate you nor my fellow white peers about anything. Exactly. Even though, like, that's something that I may do outside of school or maybe yeah. inside of the school, but at the same time, in a place where you are supposed to be teaching me, I haven't, yeah. I shouldn't be teaching you about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Well, thank you. That's, 
that's how I remember it. And I remember you, I remember you coming over and telling me about it with yeah. Brennan. Because I think it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday. So like yeah. I came over pretty Yeah, to soon. me it came over once a week. We, went, <laughs> we ate really yummy food that she and Brennan cooked and we watched shows. Um, but I remember because... There has been a lot of, there had been a lot of talk and still is talk about when people have to spend their time educating other people. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, white women have to spend their time educating white men. Do you remember what that definition is called to me where it's like, it's your labor. It's your emotion. You're not getting oh, paid um, for your emotion. Is it emotional labor? It's like, um, yeah, something like that. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. So to me and I are calling it emotional about. labor. I know exactly what you're talking so about. So I remember you coming over and then not only did you have to confront your teacher, mm-hmm. which is fucked up. Yeah. We're, they're swearing on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not deleting that. And then on top of it, you had to go to the principal. Mm-hmm. You had to do all of the labor, yeah. which again is systemic racism. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying how nothing was being done. So I want to ask you, I mean, it's been two years, but it's a formative time. Mm-hmm. If you can describe, like, how did you feel in that moment? Mm-hmm. One, I felt, like, a little disappointed, but not because of, like, the big overall it being racism because racism isn't disappointing to me because it's happening like it's not a surprise but I was definitely disappointed because I had to confront my own teacher and a teacher that I liked at the beginning of the year and a teacher that the whole school liked Mm -hmm. so that was definitely very disappointing I felt a little um overwhelmed with my own um like emotions and like everyone else's emotions Mm -hmm. because like I told people because like I'm not going to, like, just not say anything, especially if there's a bunch of witnesses. It's not like it's not going to get yeah. talked about. So I did tell people. So I felt under overwhelmed because, like, they were, like, pressuring me to say something or, like, they're so they're not necessarily pressuring me but giving me so much support. Like, I felt like I had to do something yeah. about it. Do you feel um, like then you kind of, by default, what happens a lot of time is then you become, like, the poster child yeah. for mm-hmm. a movement? Like, yeah. Because it happened to you, now you're the person. What if you don't... It's like a rape victim should mm-hmm. not have to be the one Detec- doing... Yeah. Like, you know, doing the... Being the detective yeah. on their, like, case. Like, that's Yeah, and you, about, yeah. you shouldn't have to do that either. Did you... Did you feel disempowered that you would have to, like... Did it take you some time to get your power... Feel like you got your power back... Yeah, I'm. I don't feel like I ever lost anything because like I'm. I've always been a person that validates myself. Yeah. So like for him to say anything didn't like necessarily like make me feel like I was unvalidated, even though his actions did like yeah. do that. But it definitely gave me a lot more confidence to like speak up and say something about yeah. it. So now we're gonna flash forward to the experience that to me and I had together. Which came from something, again, that we're not going to get into all of the reasons why this is wrong and messed up, which is 
not protecting. Yeah, the podcast isn't that (laughs) true to me. You know, when you do not value the safety of children within the school system, they're continually victimized Mm -hmm. and with shooting and gun violence. But I think a week or two later, there was a bomb threat at Brennan and Tamiya's school. And we had been talking for probably about two years since we first met you about trying to get to the archery range and Mm -hmm. do archery. And it just hadn't worked out. And so I had, Brennan had called me from school, told me what was going on, said that she was too afraid to stay. And I was like, well, you don't have to stay. And then said, well, do you mind if Tamia comes over? And of course, no, because I love you. (laughs) And, uh... So when I was on my way to pick them up, I realized, well, I think it was before I left, I realized, oh, we could go to the archery range. Mm -hmm. We could turn this. In my mind, I thought we would be doing some shooting maybe around the bomb threat. Yeah. Uh, Because there's a lot of fuel around that too. So, But I texted Brennan and I asked her, hey, would you guys be open to going to the archery range? And she talked to you. And I mean, you guys weren't prepared, nothing. nothing. We hadn't planned it. But I showed up, brought the equipment, and we went up to Washington Park where mm-hmm. our free range is. And one of the things that I do, I love archery, but I'm not interested in just teaching people archery. Mm-hmm. I want to teach people how to get freedom feel empowered, feel good in their bodies, especially women and people that are constantly targeted. Mm -hmm. Like the queer community, the black and brown community, the immigrant community, women, you name it. Um, And so, you know, we got up there and we're talking and I, I think I'm running you through it going, okay, so if you have something that you're mad at... Or something that's been bothering you. We just did a quick version Mm -hmm. too. Draw it on your target. Draw it big. It's on a little piece of 8x12 paper with some Sharpies. And um, you're like, okay. And I don't even remember what Brennan drew. (laughs) Me either. She's got a lot that she's mad about. But (laughs) no. Anyway. And and I looked down at Tamiya's paper and I'm like, oh, what'd you draw? And he said, oh, I drew my teacher. (laughs) And I was like... Oh, and it sounds like I'm, oh, like, oh, you shouldn't shoot it, somebody. Yeah. It was never like I was, like, harming him. No. It was, like, the situation. Exactly. But I was I was more concerned with, would Tamiya's parents be mad <laughs> if I let her shoot at her teacher? So that's the first thing I asked Tamiya. I was like, hey, do you think your parents will care? You know, I don't want them to be mad. Or And you said no. And so... I'm going to give you what I noticed, which I thought was beautiful. So so a little background, too, is Brennan, Brennan has changed a lot since, since that time, but she never would go shooting mm-hmm. with me because she only wanted to go shooting when nobody was up at the archery range, yeah. which you can't predict or make happen. That day was special because it was a little muddy. So yeah. Like- And because you were there, Mm -hmm. it gave her, like, she wasn't alone. 
You guys were helping each other. Because I had never done it before. Yeah. And so she always thought she was, like, so bad at it. Yeah. So it was, like, gave her comfort that she knew that, like, there was someone that would be. Which is funny because she saw me do it for the first time (laughs) and I was not good. But, you know, we all have judgments about about the way we should do something or whatever. But we set up our targets and then, you know, I'm teaching you. And the thing that I remember... First, the thing that I remember is watching you and Brennan go from being kind of slumped over in Mm -hmm. your shoulders, which is common because we're not used to using like that upper body. It uses very specific muscles Mm -hmm. that most of us in our daily life don't use. Even people that work out don't often use that. You can't see me, but I'm pointing (laughs) to my shoulder. Um, And, but I remember like, watching you two and you're giggling and then as it gets you know how it usually plays out is you know five minutes of teaching Mm -hmm. and then you do it and then you're trying to remember all the pieces that I teach you it's it's messy in the beginning and then everybody starts to get kind of good in the middle Mm -hmm. and then you start to kind of get bad again because your your muscles are tired but I watched you and Brennan go from being slumped over to fully opening your shoulders, embodying yourself, Mm -hmm. which was super powerful. And then something happened that I'm going to, do you remember what it was? I mean, I remember a lot of things. (laughs) But I want you to, so I have my, my takeaway was. Like hitting my target dead on. Yeah. But my takeaway was it was really powerful. But I want, I would like you to speak. You were like, what, 15? Mm Mm-hmm. We had just had a bomb threat at your school, which is messed up. And then you're out there shooting at your teacher who believes in re- reverse so racism. Long. How did you feel? And what is what was your experience? Before, I was definitely so frustrated because school was just, like, so unsafe. Whether it was, like, physically, emotionally, mentally. Like, I just didn't want to be there at all. And that was, like, not normal for me. So when we did that... That was, like, good. You know, like, people say when they work out to, like, de-stress. Like, this was definitely, like, a de-stressing moment. And what I liked most about it was, like, I love shooting, of course, like, the breathing that came with it. Because mm-hmm. that definitely felt, like, empowering. Like, when you take a deep in, deep breath in your shoulders, you know, they, like, come forward. Like, they go back and you're, like, in a certain position. And that just felt so nice. And then when you let go, everything just seems, like drain out of you mm-hmm. and then when I Ooh, hit it good. yeah and then yeah. I hit it perfectly on the mark that was like the cherry oh, do you on the remember top where you hit it right on the no on the head one of you guys nailed him right in the eye socket <laughs> oh yeah that, and one actually, of you yeah 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 and yeah. one of you hit him in the neck I think Brennan hit him in the neck and I think you hit him directly in the eye which and then we were laughing because it was, and that was like your last, I think we were like, yeah, we're going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to jinx it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, I could not have said it better because that's one of the things like the breath and then, but letting everything flow out of mm-hmm. you. And from my observation, it's just a template. Yeah. I mean, not just, I love archery and I think it's a really good way to feel empowered mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. Like you're literally shooting yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're not harming somebody. Somewhere. But what yeah. I felt too, it's a it's a great template. It works every time. What I observed is whatever power he still had, 
And what I mean by that is he didn't have power over you, but that event created fear. Like any negative emotions. Yeah. yeah. Is it he lost it. Yeah. When you especially when you nailed him in the eye and Brennan nailed him in the neck, there was something that I mean you you have to be there kind of to experience it, but you guys walked away and we were laughing. Mm-hmm. And he lost whatever power he still had. It was kind of like over and then me just finding a way to like deal with actually having to go to his class. It wasn't me trying yeah. to like battle the emotions I had inside anymore. What, did you, because I hadn't even thought about that. Did it affect the way that you went back into class? Did you feel differently? Because I never asked you that. Um, I just kind of felt like it's like nothing's going to change. Like why sweat over it? Yeah. So it was just kind of like... Hmm. And he wasn't, like, the best teacher either. Like, I could do an assignment four months late and still get 100% on it. So it was kind of just, like... it's really phoning it Yeah, it kind of felt like I was being babysitted the whole period. So it was, like... Yeah. I didn't feel, like, so wound up. You know, when you get so nervous and anxious and frustrated before you have to do something. Yeah. I just, like, I didn't feel like that anymore. That's amazing. I mean, and that's all, I mean, really, that's all I want for people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've done a lot of things. You've done a lot of things in your life. I haven't done a lot of things where I'm learning something new, and then in five minutes, I start to feel powerful. Mm-hmm. I just haven't, like, you know, I run or jog or whatever. It feels good some of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. There's endorphins, but it's not the same kind of like, oh. Don't mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it... I don't know. I'm trying to, like, explain the emotion it gave me. But, like, when I was in that classroom after it happened, like, I would just reflect and think about that and try to apply that feeling and that mm. empowerment into the current moment. So it definitely was, like, also, like, a coping mechanism. Even though I didn't do it every day. Yeah. I could, like, try to, like, envision myself in that place. That's awesome. Well, and you know I take you anytime. Mm-hmm. You just again. say the word. We should definitely do it again. Because mm-hmm. it never happened for like the women's empowerment yeah. group. But I wanted it to. Yeah. But I just want to thank you for thank giving you. me your time. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because you are a really powerful woman. Thank you. And I've had the privilege of watching you grow. I mean, for it's been... We're going on our fourth, fourth year. year. But... You've always been strong. I know. You've always been strong, but I'm watching you embody your strength Mm -hmm. more and more unapologetically owning your space in the world, which is exciting. Yeah, it's definitely very exciting. Yeah. So thank you. Do you want to plug your Instagram, Tamia? Um, My Instagram is Tamia, T-A-M-I-A, L. Miller, and that's it. Do you have a, is that your photography too? No, my photography is in my bio, so I won't even, okay. it's all right there. Okay. Everything's linked, my Twitter, everything. So check out Tamia's photography because it is beautiful and she's a really good photographer and she's going places. Well, you're already someplace, but you're going other places. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for listening and share this so that other people can learn about reverse racism they can learn about the wisdom that Tamia brings because I have my own experience with archery 
and everybody's experience is very personal to them. But she put words on it that I, you put words on it. You're right here. She's here <laughs> still. You put words on it that I, because you have a different experience yeah. that completely like now I'm going, ooh, I just learned something new about, like I think the takeaway for me, Tamia, is you saying, there's a couple things. When you breathe in and then you breathe out and release mm-hmm. the arrow, you're letting it all go. Yeah. So that's one takeaway that I had, which is really powerful. And then a huge one, which I'm going to stick in my back pocket. Because I'm really grateful to you. I'm getting a little emotional because no, it's powerful. It's okay, of course. Is to you then went to that place every day that you had that class. Mm. And if you felt nervous or you felt worried you could then go back to that moment of shooting him in the eyeball remember listeners it was a drawing that she made (laughs) in case you're worried and embody your power again yeah so I want to take that away that's a huge thing so thank you I appreciate you and if you're interested in doing your own archery workshop setting it up for your business or you want to give it to your grandkids get on my website and look through my shop. I offer a lot of different options at angiefatal.com. Thanks. Bye.